What's up, what's up, everybody? It's Danny Green here, back with more Inside the Green Room on NBC Sports Philadelphia. My co-host, Harrison Sanford. And today we have joining us none other than my guy, Tobias Harris. We get a chance to talk about the shot, the upcoming playoffs, getting engaged, fashion, and so much more. Let's get into it. Before we get to the Tobias Harris interview, Danny, I do want to go back to one of the best missed shots in the history of basketball. Uh, that game against the Phoenix Suns, Joel's more than half court heave. I don't know what the actual feet were. What were your What was your viewpoint on that uh, when it was going down in the aftermath? It's funny, man, um, because you know CP Chris Paul. You know he's a he likes to mess with people at the foul line, so he was talking trash to Joel. I think it was the fourth quarter, Joel went to the line. You know, he was trying to get in his head by saying, I've never seen him miss in the fourth quarter. I ain't never seen him miss in the fourth quarter. And I think Joel had missed that shot. So CP gets fouled, and before it even happens, I'm talking trash. I ain't never seen Chris Paul miss in the fourth quarter. And he's like, right, right, here's us all talking. Like, he's about to make this shot. So I'm like, oh, he about to give us one. I said, he missed. And I think Tory Craig was next to me. So I'm right underneath y'all. I'm boxing out, and I'm making sure Tory Craig don't get the rebound. I'm like, should he miss? One of us, me, me or Joe, got to get in and toss this thing. Um, so I had my viewpoint was right behind Joel when he caught it and threw it. I was like, holy shit, this got a shot. And then I was like, no way he's making this. And, and it went as it was a tough game. Mind you, everybody's tired going overtime would have killed us. But I, it, as it was on target, I was like, damn, this might go in, hit the backboard. And it was kind of like, I wouldn't say like Hawaii shot, but it was like that. It, it seemed like it took longer than it actually happened in real time. Uh, it seemed like the ball was traveling for like five seconds and we hit the rim, the backboard, another two seconds. I was like, damn. And even when it went out, it still took everybody in the arena and in the gym on the court like a good minute to process what just happened. So we're all looking at each other. Even the Phoenix team, we're looking at each other like, he almost made that shit. Like, she, so it was a heck of an attempt, man. Heck of a shot. I wish it went down, uh, but it was a tough loss for us. We, we got to bounce back. Got to play a tough Milwaukee team on a back-to-back again. But it seems like, and I'm trying to get these guys to understand, that every time we step on the floor, we're going to get every team's best shot. You know, Phoenix is going to make shots. They made a lot of shots against us. Golden State's going to make a lot of shots. And you see right after they play us, the next game, they, they looks like they blew their load. You know, Phoenix didn't make any shots against Boston. Golden State plays Washington and, and lays an egg. And it's like, damn, why couldn't they do that against us? But I'm like, yo, we're number one seed in the East. Every night we go out, and regardless of who we're playing, they're going to give us their best shot. And we have to be on our P's and Q's. So we don't have to come down to a last second shot like that. We also saw in the basketball community some unfortunate news late last week on Thursday night. Uh, reports came uh, that Terrence Clark uh, passed away in a car crash. Terrence Clark played at the University of Kentucky, recently uh, declared for the draft, uh, and was going to be selected in the first or second round. I know Danny has a special connection or closer connection to you, not just because he's a part of the basketball community, but he participated in one of your high school basketball tournaments that you're behind, the Battle in Apple. Yeah, Battle in Apple, we've only done it a couple of years. It's been a fun, special event. And we had some really good kids come out of it and make a name for themselves. Some get drafted and he would have been one of those kids. So it was such a sad, sad story, man. Uh, we had a lot of guys here that were close to him in Philly. Um, obviously, Tyrese Maxey went to University of Kentucky. Uh, a lot of young guys knew him well. Uh, Tuck knew him well. Um, I'm not sure if Paul Reed did, but a lot of Kentucky guys, a lot of the clutch guys um, knew him well, and um, it, it hit him hard yesterday. And just a sad news for the basketball world. He's a young kid, bright future, a lot of potential. So great things coming from him. And said for him to be 
uh, part of a special event that I threw, man, let me feel uh, a little closer to him. Um, didn't know him that well personally, but I feel for Sam. We're praying for him and his family. Um, you know, and it's just tough. We hope for the best for them. Inside the Green Room is on social media. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Inside Green Room and on Twitter at Green Room Inside. Now back to the show. We're back with more Inside the Green Room. That's Danny Green. I'm Harrison Sanford, and we are a pleasure to be joined by Tobias Harris, who's going to tell us about his uh, season so far, how he's originally met Danny, and his impressions of the Sixers so far this season. With that being said, Tobias, uh, you and Danny have known each other for a long time now. Both of you guys are reigning from Long Island, uh, Suffolk County, Nassau County guy here. Um, do you remember your first vivid memory of Danny, whether it was looking up to him or interacting with him at first? Uh, yeah, I mean, we've, we've been in the same space for a, a long time. I mean, you know, Long Island's not that big of a place. Uh, so when I was young and coming up, you know, I would, I would always hear like, dang, like Danny Green, McDonald's, All-American, going to North Carolina, all the way down the line. Um, but I would say a vivid memory would be, I think at the time I'm like a high school senior. I just had like figured out that I'm in the McDonald's game and I was in the gym working out and Danny was there and like the NBA season was on, I believe you had just got cut. And I was like, I remember going back to uh, practice the next day with my team. I was like, I was like, damn, Dan Green was in the gym and he had just got cut, bro. I was like, NBA is no joke. You know, it was like <laughs> eye-opening for me because I'm like McDonald's All-American, like, you know, top power forward in the country. But then I'm seeing Danny in the gym, like grinding because he had just got, like, it was just the life of the NBA and the business. I was like, I really remember telling my friends, like, yo, I got to go harder because, like, this is like Danny Green, you know, like Long Island legend that I'm seeing still in the gym battling and working. So I remember that vividly. And I even remember, like, getting in the car and, like, you know how my dad is, like, with <laughs> all that. He's like, you see, Danny Green in there working, trying to get back in the league. Like, nothing guaranteed. Like, man, whole car ride home was just a straight lecture on, like, how you <laughs> work and all that. And I was like, man, you know. So I remember that one vividly for sure. I, I remember that too, man. Uh, I remember being in the gym. We were in Jersey. We called the barn. You know, in the, it's like in the backyard, yeah. basically, for me. Uh, but being in the gym, working out with you and your brother, and also coming to one of your games at Tennessee uh, your freshman year, uh, your dad was out there, obviously, being your dad. But it, it was it was fun watching, man. I obviously watched you grow up. You know, when you were small, when you were younger, smaller guys don't remember. You. I guess you were known as a chunkier, heavier guy. Uh, and you grew into your own, you and your brothers. Uh, but I said, I remember watching you grow up and then, you know, working out with you in the gym, competing with you, competing against you some. Um, but yeah, man, during those times when I was trying to get back into the league, that was when I had more free time. Right? I had a chance to watch you play, watch you grow, and then watch you in college. Um, I think it was against UConn, maybe. I think Kemba might have yeah. been there at the time. Uh, Lamb might have been there at the time. Um, yep. So it was, it was a hell of a matchup, man. But yeah, we, we go back from a, a long time ago. We've been in the same space for a while now. You know, I mean, I like it. I think it's I think it's great for him. It's kind of like a uh, a mixture of, okay, let me come out in my, you know, my sneakers, my jeans, my T-shirt and whatever. And I got my mask on. But now when I put my jacket on, you know, suddenly... I mean, this could be a fifteen hundred dollar jacket, you know, <laughs> or and and suddenly 
the clothes make the man. I was honored for his comment. <laughs> I, I was honored because, you know, he, he wanted the freshest in the game. He, yeah. he, he really opened up that door for players to really be able to express themselves through, through fashion. So uh, I know probably a lot of the, the swag and fits that today's players wear, he may not get down with, but yeah. I was just happy. He, he was rocking with mine. He was cool. Yeah, the, the jacket was fire, man. You had the, the, the Cheeto jacket on. That yeah. jacket was fire. But um, yeah, the, the, the I've seen I've seen the Sixers or and and these uh, fashion accounts start to put a picture of Danny. I think Danny might have ret- shared the story last night. Danny oh, on yeah. one side, Tobias on the other side. I'm trying to figure out when you guys step off the bus or step off, step out the hotel. Are you checking, uh, Danny? You checking Tobias? Like, oh, oh, we coming with the heat today. Like, oh, I'm trying to. I'm just trying to keep like? up, man. I'm just trying to keep up, man. I see the fire that he brings. He brings some some. some some heat, man. It's some, especially some of his jackets. I'm like, man, where'd you get that from? You know what I'm saying? But I, I'm just trying to keep up. I'm an old guy in this game. I'm still new to the fashion game. Uh, Tobias has been doing it since day one. Before we get into our upcoming playoff run, let's go back to your memories of previous past playoff runs and what you've learned from them. Um, obviously, there's been some ups, there's been some downs. The bubble was a different experience. Uh, but one in particular, uh, 2019 playoffs. Do you remember that matchup between the Toronto Raptors, and obviously myself, me and you, uh, what comes to mind when you think about that that series? Nothing. I forgot everything. <laughs> I forgot. No, nah, what comes to mind? Shoot, that shot. Yeah. Uh, the shot by Kawhi, I mean, that was, man, still still at a loss for words for how many bounces the ball had to take on the rim. So, yeah. I feel like every player, or yeah, most Players that have gone through, done some years in the league and gone through some tough series have experienced a shot like that. I've had my fair share, and obviously the Ray Allen shot was one that hurts. Never forget yeah. it'll. And I, I'm gonna say I forgot it, but when I got here, it was one of the first things everybody brought to me. He's like, "Yo, you guys, Toronto hates you guys from Toronto." I'm like, "Oh damn!" I kind of, say I kind of forgot about the shot, but it was like two years ago for me. And I was like, "Damn, yeah, we did," because we had another series at that Milwaukee, and then we had to beat Golden yeah. State. But that shot right there could have taken y'all over the hump to the next round. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I remember mean, everybody bringing that, and everybody just still in the back of the mind, they'll never forget it. And those shot, those shots like that can either help you, or it can it can break you. But I think a lot of you guys have learned from it, and have grown from it, and hopefully it'll help us with experience coming into these these playoffs this year. For sure. I mean, I think the the hardest thing about the shot was that like I was right under the basket, and I. <laughs> 100% knew that shot was not going in. Uh, for, like, for, like a, for like a half a second, I said, all right, let's get ready for overtime. And then it went in. I was like, what? So, yeah. But then it's definitely something that we've uh, – we continue to use as, like, motivation for when we get back to those those moments this year and uh, trying to make this a long postseason run. So, yeah. I think everybody, when it first the, – the, it's, you said half a second, but the shot seemed like it took – during real time, it seemed like it took five seconds for it to go in. Yeah. But I think the initial – in our mind, the initial first three seconds of it, it was like, oh, man, we're going to talk. Because when he shot it, I was like, damn, that's a, that's a bad shot. That's a tough shot. And it was yeah. going off cue, and I was like, damn, it got to bounce, another bounce. We're like, oh, shit, has got a chance. And it only happened in one second, but it seemed like it was all five seconds. 
but you said the first initial thought of it was we going into overtime. Yeah. You dropped. You're like, <laughs> we were obviously excited, but you guys were like, damn. We, I've had that happen to us before too. So I've been in those scenarios. When did you next talk to Danny, whether it was via text or face-to-face? Uh, I think it was face-to-face. I seen him uh, in the summer, like we were playing open gym. And, uh, you and know. Yes, we can. Yes, yeah, we can yeah, the, yes, we can. So, I mean, once they, you know, once you guys won that game, I actually wanted you guys to win it all because, like, I've been upset if you played Milwaukee next and got swept. You know, we just took you. Seven games, seven games, yeah. you know. So, and plus, Danny was on the team, so it's always great to see somebody that I, I, you know I grew up with, grew up watching, grew up seeing, uh, winning, win another championship. So, uh, when I seen him at Yes Weekend, we we talked about it for like a second, and then I just was like, man, I was happy y'all won. I'm happy you won for sure. One of the reasons why I anticipate you guys performing well in the playoffs is not just your defense, but it's also the vibes, uh, the chemistry, at least from what I'm seeing, has looked great. Uh, there's some videos being tweeted out, one in particular tweeted out by Lauren Rosen, the Sixers reporter. And I want to figure out what this is about where you guys, during the pregame, Danny's like dancing on the three-point line in the corner, and Tobias, you're doing this behind-the-back pass to him. Uh, I know, Danny, you always try to do something that gets you moving during the pregame, but uh, maybe Tobias, you could start with kind of detailing the origins of that and, and why you do guys do that. Well, uh, it all started out in the beginning of the year. Danny was shooting, you know, like 30 something from three. So then I said, all right, we're going to fix this up. So then <laughs> Tyrese, the shot doctor, and Paul Reed came along. So every game, we make sure Danny Green shoots five corner threes with great vibes. And <laughs> We're throwing the proper energy into all the basketballs to get them ready with the behind the back passes. And now, just magically, he started shooting <laughs> all the way up to 40 some percent. And here we are. So we, we have not stopped. We are on it. So this is what we're doing. I'm going to give my uh, analysis of it. I, I've noticed, and I may be wrong, but I, I, I would guess that T is a somewhat of a superstitious type of guy a little bit or just has a very strict routine so I watch him he does his thing he does the form shooting he gets his corner threes I usually have a routine so I get my wing threes I get my corner threes and um I think just one day it happened where we were getting he saw me going from one corner to the next corner and he started feeding me the ball and it just started as that I'll get a couple shots and I'll leave and um you know that probably that one game I probably shot pretty well he's like you know what let me start giving Danny the you know Jordan, toward the end, before the anthem, I'm sorry, feeding Danny a couple corner shots. And the next you know, we got Tyrese involved. And he's like, all right, Danny had a hot night. So then we get the vibes in, started throwing behind the back pass. And um, I think because it worked a couple times, he's like, you know what, I got to keep doing this. When we won some games, Danny's shooting pretty solid. I'm going to keep this going. And then we just brought some good vibes to it. That's my analysis of it. That's the breakdown that I got. But um, yeah, that's the story right there. He, he, he fixed the shot. He's the shot doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Last summer, uh, we both got engaged. I think you were maybe, it might've been the fall for yours, you know, maybe close summer, fallish. Yeah. Um, take us through that day, man. What was the biggest challenge for you that day and, and your emotions during that time? My, my biggest challenge was uh, keeping it low key. I mean, so we were out on West Coast and um, I was 
you know, it, it was uh, propped up like at first it was like, okay, we're going to do a shoot with, with Arc Digest, right? So, you know, I'm like, I had to get ready, like get your makeup, whatever, you know, it's a shoot. Like, this is the biggest shoot of our life, like Arc Digest, like, it's not slam, like, you know, you like your <laughs> design, like, they want to know about how we're going to build a house here, whatever. So, you know, it's like everything was solid. Like, I got it. Yeah. And then we get in the car and like, she's like, her shirt not tucked in, like, <laughs> got her shoes on. Like, she's like, it's finishing up. And I'm just like, can you like hurry up and get ready? Like, <laughs> like, I can't get ready like outside when we get to the place. And then in my head, I, I really want to be like, listen, I'm about to, <laughs> we need to get this together, all right? Because this is the first one knocking me in the head of these pictures, anyway. right? <laughs> but then like, I was just like, all right, you know what? I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just let it happen. And then, you know, we ended up, we were, I did the proposal on, um, it was on a plot of land that I had purchased a couple of years back that we, we had purchased a couple of years back and that we're going to build on and, and build a future home on. So that was like the, um, that was like the connection to the place. And you know, I just had it set up. I was like talking to a planner and hey, give me this as we have a, like a dinner uh, for us after it was just an amazing time, but I was, I wasn't nervous because okay. I just said like, if, if she says no, then that's okay. <laughs> I was like, All right. I'd be sad, but okay, we'll figure it out. So I wasn't I, nervous. I was like, we'll just do it. I don't think we go into it thinking that they're going to say no. Um, I don't think that's what makes us nervous. I just think it makes us nervous because we're doing something that we're not used to doing or normally doing. And it's a very vulnerable situation. Like you have to be in a very vulnerable, to get down on a knee, to express your feelings to somebody that you love, regardless of how much you've done weird stuff around them or how comfortable, or how many years you've known them, it's a very vulnerable moment. And I think once you get to that point, you're not nervous before that, but once you get there, you're like, all right, damn, I'm really doing this. Yeah. And I don't think they even listen to anything you're saying. They're just waiting for you to ask, will you marry me? He's like, you know, I love you. You might say a whole lecture or spiel, might have a whole <laughs> poem. They're not yeah. hearing none of that. All they see is the ring. And will you marry me? And they're just saying, they're ready to say yes. But for you, that moment is, just, it's a very ups and down roller coaster of emotions. It's, it's, it, for me, it was, it was, it is. I thought I was going to be cool. I thought I was going to be cool. But when I got there, it's like, damn. All right, let me get, let me get this together, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was the, a biggest thing, the biggest thing for me is like, I'm in the car and I was like driving, but I was like, at the stop sign, I was Googling. Uh, when you propose, do you get on your right knee or your left knee? <laughs> I, I was like, what point do you get on? <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious, man. But, um, and to, Tobias, the setup you had, too, was pretty dope. I remember uh, Danny, myself, and Amjad Osman, our producer, we all have, like, a group chat. And I remember, I think one of us must have said to Danny, or maybe even Danny said, like, hey, good thing you got your proposal out the way first because Tobias pulled pulled all the strings for this one man. look at this setup i was like damn look at this i'm like because if, if he would have done his before mine i would have had to i would have to bring more heat you know his, his was ridiculous yeah. i'm like this guy had an unbelievable setup I, the, I, hey, had to, I had to i had to do it right i had to 
And you did. Bar high. Send the bar high for sure. You did. I was like, damn, thank God I got mine out of the way. When you Google, <laughs> what, what, what'd you get? Was it the left knee or the right knee? <laughs> I forgot, but I think it was, I think it was <laughs> the right knee. That yeah. makes sense. <laughs> if you win this year, and let's say Danny gets, let's say Danny, the date is August for you. Let's say Tobias, the date ends up being sometime before the season, whatever it might be. Do you bring the Larry O'Brien to the wedding? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to. I might have to, man. Um, I said, wedding is one of those things you, you want everybody to show up. You'd love for everybody to show up, but you're not tripping if they don't because, uh, you know, you, you're paying per plate. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I want you to be there. But shit, if you don't, you know what I'm saying? We, we have half the people show up. You know what I'm saying? It's a little cheaper wedding. You know what I'm saying? But um, if everybody's there, I would have I have played with a lot of teammates. I've played with a lot of people. I have a lot of friends. It would be amazing to have them to go experience that and see Larry O'Brien there at the wedding. It would be dope. Um, so if they allow it, I, I think I would for sure. Uh, Tobias, if one of your teammates from this current Sixers team is at your wedding, who's given the worst speech? <laughs> Paul Reed. <laughs> <laughs> Smart Paul guy. Right. I love that Paul guy. Can I, can I, I got to get some type of explanation as to why. Paul would be like, honestly, I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> like, it's lit. And then just walk it's out. Which would probably be actually the best speech. <laughs> or, or. All right. Uh, and then last question. Who is, and I'll let both of you answer this and we'll, we'll say goodbye. Uh, who's giving the best speech? Who are you relying on to give that, that moment uh, the extra feather in the cap? I mean, you're looking at the guys right here. We've known each other the longest. Yeah. Them that are president of the leagues, guys the mayor of the league, um, always says the right thing, the politically correct things to say. You know, I guess we got some guys on our team that are some real wild ones and reckless. Um, but if I said outside of Tobias, I would probably go Matisse if I had to guess for my guy. Hey, that, that, was, a, that was a great pick right there. Uh, I would go with um, – I'll put Mike, Mike Scott up there. Yeah. I think he'd give yeah, Mike, the best speech. Mike Scott, yeah, he's a real Can one. I hear you get everybody turned? There we go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There we go. I hope uh, you guys can get turned uh, after the season's over and have something really good to celebrate. Uh, a first ring for Tobias, another one for Danny would be a really dope thing to do. Uh, Tobias, we enjoy your time. Danny, got anything? No, nah, man. Read, rate, subscribe, review. Appreciate your time, big dog. Man, much love always. Always. I appreciate y'all. Thanks for having me on. <laughs>